This is Monstras. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Monstras. Last time, I totally forgot to introduce myself. (laughs) (laughs) They should know us by now if they're listening. (laughs) You would think. So, again, my name is Brenda. And I'm Orchidia. PhD extraordinaire, according to Brenda. (laughs) (laughs) They have to know how many people have, like, PhDs nowadays. I don't even know. That's true. There aren't many of us, but the really, really important reasons. Exactly. Sucks. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> and the other thing, so that we have some announcements. So obviously, uh, before we get started on our topic today, uh, which is going to be very Halloween themed, I have to say that we have a poll, don't we? Remember the poll that we did for yeah. La Malinche, I think it was? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so I think yeah. overwhelmingly people responded to that poll. And they said uh-huh. they were very, very much in favor of La Malinche not being a traitor. Yes. Really? So we had an over. That's really yes, good. Yes, we did have one person who was very, like, anti-La Malinche, which is fine. Everyone is entitled to their crazy opinions. But, no, I'm just kidding. It's, it's, <laughs> there's controversial, you know, opinions on both sides, I think. Yeah. That's good to hear. And traitor is such a strong word. I think that's the problem. She was a complicated historical figure. Yes. And that's that's all it's, right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Her relationship. It, it's our relationship to her. It's it's complicated. Just like on Facebook yeah. or something. Not traitor. Not traitor. <laughs> but. That's my okay. vote. Then. <laughs> my vote too. Like I, I vote. I definitely would vote no tra- not traitor as well. So. <laughs> that was really fun, and I think we got a lot of response to that poll, so we'll be doing some more in the future. Uh, the other one that I... Um, and we could do one, actually, on this episode after we release it. I think we can tell people, yeah, where they would like to spend the night at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Which one would be scarier? Or something yes, like, like that. what place would be scarier to you? So. We'll talk about that in a sec, but I also wanted to announce that it's our, basically, it's our one-year anniversary, right, since we started. Yay. (laughs) That's crazy. It's been one year already. I can't believe we've actually kept up and, like, stuck to it. (laughs) (laughs) There were, there were some moments I didn't think we would make it, but, yeah. It's, it's hard. The the monsters kept calling for us. (laughs) I love, I love this topic. Like, I'm super passionate about it. It's, it's what's kept us both going. And despite all the changes in our lives, like you and your new job, like, how's that going right now? Because it sounded like you were so busy. (laughs) It's, it's been a little tough. And so I have some of my students listening to my podcast as part of their assignment. Oh, really? I'm just gonna say it's been tough. I'm so impressed by that, only because you're making them listen. <laughs> well, I, I su- it's suggested. It's suggested listening because they're doing a podcast. Oh, that makes sense. It's not like professors who like yeah. try to basically sell, yes, sell their books to their no. students. <laughs> no. Okay. So, yeah. That's awesome. I'm so... It's been a lot. <laughs> I can only imagine. I've been super busy at my own job, too, going crazy with this. Uh, we have a leadership. Congratulations oh, on the new job. I don't know. We have. Just because okay. it's already, like, what, been four months now that I've been in my new job. I've just been super busy with it. But shout out to my uh, colleague. She's in the same office with me, but not the same team who listens to the show. So mm-hmm. shout out to her. Hopefully she left us a review. Just a reminder, you know who you are. <laughs> Leave us a review. Leave us a review. <laughs> and that's the other thing I wanted to do, start doing, is if people leave us a review, we'll do a shout out to you on the podcast as well. So we'll say your name, your first name, not your last name, just to keep it a little bit anonymous. And we would love, yeah, so leave us a five-star review and we'll, we'll sh- make sure you get a shout out. can we do the opposite like if they don't leave us a review can we do first name last name and where they live till they leave (laughs) us a review 
Are you trying to blackmail people? <laughs> but people that we know? I'm encouraging them. <laughs> but that's the thing. You'd, oh, you could only do that with people you'd know. Like, you can't do that with people you don't know. Shit. Okay. <laughs> Your plan is backfiring already. Anyways. No. <laughs> Anyways, those are our announcements. So please keep supporting us. Please keep, you know, being awesome. We have other things in the future that we're planning. I'm working on a website right now. So hopefully we'll we'll do that in the next uh, few months. I don't think it's not. A, it's probably not going to be until 2020 at least that I'm going to have this red website. Yeah. Which is a few months. Which is in a few months. October's it's almost insane. over. It's insane. Yeah. So we're yeah. hoping to keep growing this podcast. And so keep listening and keep sending us suggestions and help us grow by reviewing the podcast. So anyways, let's get into it because I'm so excited for today's episode. Yeah, this we're trying something new. And I think format wise, I think it's going to be fun. So today we're going to be exploring haunted places Ooh. in honor of Halloween. <laughs> So we're looking at some very scary locations in Latin America and, and a little bit about their history. Yes, I'm so excited. The first, so the case that I am going into has a lot of well-documented, mysterious circumstances surrounding it. Again, I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> don't roll your eyes at me. I don't believe in ghosts, but... I forget you can see me. <laughs> I don't believe in ghosts, but... Even I found this story incredibly strange, and I loved it. I love it. So I can't... So today, what we're going to be doing is actually reading to each other the places that we researched. So I researched one location, and Orquidia also researched another location. We don't know about each location. Like, she researched it on her own. I researched it on my own. So we're going to be telling each other spooky stories. So before I get started on mine... I wanted to kind of talk about some sources, right? I went to a website called Lima Meda Vueltas by Diana Mora. Master Crack Dark, which was hysterical. Name. Uh, Expansion of Spanish Rule Encyclopedia Britannica. And the USC Digital Folklore website. Have you used it? Mm -mm, no, but that sounds like a great resource. It's a really great resource. I think it collects a lot of stories from people's lives and puts it into this uh, website as a digital folklore website. It's it's really fascinating. Uh, I use uh, Uwire, Trip Savvy, and uh, this other place called El Secreto. And I might as well just give you the name of the place that I'm doing, right? The place I'm doing is La Casa Matusita. It's in Lima, Lima, Peru. Super interesting. So you're already like twiddling your I fingers. I am. I love it. Like burns. I love it. So gather around the campfire, everyone, with some nasty ass marshmallows because I hate marshmallows, and listen to my tale. <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I'm waiting to be terrified. Great. So let's talk about the place. So let's travel to the capital of Peru, Lima, to a large yellow house called La Casa Matusita. It is known as one of the most haunted places in South America. The house sits at the heart of downtown Lima, on the corner of Spain and Inca Garcilaso de la Vega Street. So it's this big yellow house. It's really interesting. And it almost, it looks like a normal office building, except it's very yellow with some blue trimming. The house is large it's basically two stories, with the first story having always been occupied by various businesses, and it is said that most of the hauntings take place on the second floor. So the second floor is the scary part. The second story has six windows on one of the sides of the building and about five windows on the other side. So it, 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 it's really just like on this corner, sitting on this corner. And even with all these windows, the house looks strangely enclosed and almost lonely. So I'll put put pictures up of it on our uh, social media, but you should definitely check it out. It'll be on Facebook and stuff. So let's go into the hauntings. So if you went to the home, what would you expect to hear or see? So supposedly, there have been reports of strange noises originating from the second floor. People report hearing screams and voices 
while others have seen the apparition, a ghost, of a priest walking by one of the windows. And I found a photo of it. Orkidia. Yes, I did. And so I will be posting that and showing it to you too. But it is very disturbing to say the least. Although I don't dismiss the use of Photoshop. <laughs> Let me believe that it's a real ghost. I want to be terrified. <laughs> okay, okay. But it does it does look quite real. Like it looks very very unsettling. So locals are said to avoid the house because something might pull you in only to be never seen again. Yeah, oh, people have said that don't walk by the house cuz there's an invisible force that pulls you in and you just disappear forever. It's very creepy. So let me go into the backstory. The history of this house is very rich. So this place is so haunted that even the land the house was built on was said to have been cursed. There is evidence that in pre-colonial times, the area where the house resided was a place of worship. So if we fast forward to colonial times, the house is built where the wall of Lima ran through. This wall, so I actually went into and looked into the wall This wall was built by the Spaniards in 1684 to keep pirates, random, and other enemies of Spain. (laughs) And supposedly, it was used to divide the Spanish from the enslaved indigenous people as well. So it's a very... That makes more sense of what they were doing with it. Yeah, yeah. it's a very divisive wall, (laughs) as all walls are. (laughs) It's the reason why you build them, right? So... The first recorded owner of the house was a woman named uh, Parvane Dervarshpa. I butchered that name. I apologize. Who bought the home in 1753. She was of Persian ancestry and was known to locals as a healer. Of course, Evel the Ev... I know, a witch. Uh, Oh, automatically you already know where this is going. So, ever the assholes... (laughs) The Spanish Inquisition shows up <laughs> randomly in this story. I did not expect that. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> very unexpected. But the, the Spanish Inquisition, I didn't know, operated in the Americas also. So they weren't just in Spain. It's insane. Yeah. So the Spanish Inquisition s- shows up, accuses the Raspa of witchcraft and they have her burned at the stake at the Plaza Mayor de Lima. So that was the site where she was burned to death. So as she burned, she was heard screaming and cursing the land that she was burned on and cursing all of her murderers. Right? Nice. That's what I would do. I definitely, I would be yeah. pissed. I'd be really mad. <laughs> so this is where the timeline for the house gets a little muddy. It is also unclear whether the house was built by the following owner or if it was bought. So the second owner, after uh, Miss Healer got burned to death, the second owner of the land was a wealthy landowner who in some accounts was an Asian immigrant. As many of you might know and remember, Latin America is full of different immigrants from all over the world. So this particular immigrant, he was well known for mistreating and abusing his servants. Great. One day, the servants decided to exact their revenge on this landowner by adding a hallucinogenic substance to his food. (laughs) Can you believe that? (laughs) And why are you laughing? This is scary. This is the scary part. Oh, shit. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm terrified. (laughs) He did not deserve that at all. (laughs) So they added it to his food, but also the food of his guests at the dinner party. I know. So the servants were pissed. So as the servants waited in another room for the drugs to take hold, they began hearing clanging, laughter, and raised voices. And you're like, okay, that's pretty normal for a party, right? Yeah, you would. That sounds like a good, a good party. But pretty soon. It became outright screaming, sounds of things being thrown, toppled over, and just utter chaos. 
The servants stood frozen outside the doorway to the dining room until one decided to peek in and see what was going on. So what the servant saw haunted them all. The servant saw blood. Limbs were, had been torn apart and strewn all over the room. Blood covered the walls. Furniture was overturned. The landowner and his guests had all tore each other apart with their bare hands. And in their guilt, the servants are said to have hung themselves. So after this, the house is abandoned. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) That makes sense. I wouldn't want to live there. I wouldn't want to live. How impossible would it be to get bloodstains out of the carpet and off the walls? Well, I'm just picturing you're like walking around in the kitchen or whatever, and all of a sudden there's a thumb somewhere a year later. I just, I, I'm not ready for <laughs> you that. You find someone's kidney behind, behind yeah, the couch. No. It's like, yeah, exactly. You're just like, what? So, yeah, I'm not surprised the house was abandoned. So then yeah. we fast forward about a century later. Another immigrant of Japanese descent bought the house this time. So he also didn't have good luck with this house, man. It's just a house of horrors. He came home one day only to find his wife in bed with another man. Dun dun. So overtaken by a jealous rage, he ended up picking up a knife and killing both his wife and her lover. In his desperation, or maybe in his insanity, who knows, he ended up waiting for his children to come home from school and also killed them both by stabbing them to death. He then committed suicide. So his name, we actually do know his name. His name is Matsushita. And supposedly it's the misspelling of this name that gave the house, Casa Matsushita, its name. That makes sense. Right? When I found that out, I was like, oh, shit. This is great. (laughs) Why would you name the house after someone that murdered everybody in that house? Like, (laughs) the real estate agent was having some issues there. Seriously. They did not know what to do with this house. So, the stories don't end there. I I know. There's a lot to this house. So, in another tale that takes place sometime after the ha- the story of the Matsushita murder, it is said that one of the shopkeepers on the first level started hearing sounds coming from the abandoned second level. He called a priest and asked him to come in and to, to perform an exorcism, as you do, right? Mm-hmm. The priest proceeded to enter the second floor. Within a few hours, he was dead of a heart attack. Legend says that he heard the screams of the spirits who lived there, or was assaulted by something even more terrifying. That's so much nope. It's so much nope, and guess what? That's that's the picture I have. Supposedly, it's the priest looking out that window. I'm so creeped <laughs> out right now. <laughs> Your face is just like... <laughs> I feel like I need to like, look over like... my shoulder. <laughs> Let me know if there's someone behind me, okay? Okay, I will. I definitely will. (laughs) So then, finally, this is... So all those stories, super compelling, super fascinating. I love them. But the most compelling one that I think has the most legitimacy to it is this next story of the house. So the next story that took place... It took place very recently, actually... It's of the journalist Humberto Vilches Vera. So he was a TV host in the 1970s who made a bold proclamation to his audience. He was willing to spend seven nights on the second floor of Casa Matusita. So he made this bet and he entered the home with nothing but a camera and his wits. And unlike the priest, he survived. But not without some craziness. So it is said that he was able to spend about four hours, and in other cases I read that he spent four days in the house, 
before he was driven insane. Neighbors had to call the police because they heard screaming and cursing coming from inside the house. He probably just saw a rat or something. You know, I would do the same. <laughs> That's I what you something. would do? You would go yeah. insane after seeing a rat? No, I would start screaming and cursing oh, inside okay. the house. <laughs> I don't know if that's a sign of insanity, but maybe. <laughs> so the police and ambulance arrived and took him away. People said that he was still screaming and also foaming from the mouth. No. He was then, I know, he was then taken to a psychiatric ward where he spent 13 months recovering from the ordeal. He never spoke of the incident to anyone except in his autobiography where he briefly mentions him having gone through this. Oh, my God. Did he Isn't keep that... his job as a journalist? Like, did he keep being a journalist? Do I know? don't know if he did. I mean, he did write a, eventually a book and an autobiography. I'm guessing that he, he kind of was still a journalist. Yeah. But to be out of commission for a year... Yeah. In a month is is crazy. So Yeah. 13 is also a very specific number there. Yes. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Shit. Well, creepy. So creepy, right? So anyways, yeah. what is the truth, right? I always like debunking ghost stories and all that stuff, but let's let's look into I tried to to find the truth of all these stories, like legitimacy of these stories, right? To me, I started looking into how likely the first story, right, with um, mm -hmm. Dever Spa. How likely was it for a woman to be able to buy property back in Lima in the 1700s? So according to the Encyclopedia Britannica, women in New Spain, air quotes, could own mm -hmm. property, but it's still a little unclear on the limitations of that. So how true is the story? If women weren't allowed to buy property, how did this woman buy property, right? That's one thing to consider about that story. The legend of Casa Matsusita is exactly that, though. It, it, to me, it is a legend. Like so many urban legends, a lot of the stories do not have any real dates attached to them. So there are no real timelines. I tried to form a timeline, but it was still muddy and it was still hard. All the timelines changed according to every storyteller. So every ha everyone had kind of a slightly different version of the same story. A lot of the information I could find lived online on Spanish language blogs and online articles, so sources were kind of unreliable. Mm -hmm. There are a few books that record the house as one of the most haunted places in South America, but they repeat a lot of the same things found online, so I didn't find any new information there. I did find some mentions from the small article on USC Folklore Archives that there are records of Chinese immigrants living in the house. So there are, supposedly there are factual records that, of immigrants living in the house. Obviously, the only well-documented case that could be proven was the journalist one, Humberto Vilches Vera, who writes about the incident in his own autobiography, and this is a straight-up quote of what he says. So I'm not going to read it in Spanish. I'll just read the translated version. The word of a television idol is ironclad, and I announced that I would enter the haunted house, but I never did. People saw me enter, but I never spoke with a ghost. People look at me as if I became a citizen of the great beyond. So that's... You didn't go in? I know, right? Why what... do you do this to me? I was so happy with that scary story. And just take it away. It's, it's, there's still some craziness to it, though. There's still a, a little bit, there's a little story left in this house, though. I still think okay. it looks, it look, it's very creepy looking. Yeah. It's still not a, a, a place I would like to spend my time in, despite the ghosts. But is he telling the truth, though? Like, this is the thing. Like, I don't know if he's telling the truth or not. This yeah. is just what he says. Yeah. So did he enter the home or did he not? So the two possibilities, obviously, are either he didn't or he staged the whole thing to make it into a story. But then where did he go for 13 months? People would have remembered that. Maybe he was on drugs and just went to rehab. Like, I don't know. He did disappear for 13 months by the way. What do you think? That's a nice vacation, I guess. <laughs> I'm, 
I'm going to believe that he went in and went temporarily insane. That's what I'm going to believe. Honestly, you might be right because I don't know if I believe this guy anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just sounds like he's... And he never really talked about the incident ever again. Like, I feel like if it was real, he would have tried to milk it as much as possible, right? Like, if he yeah. had staged it, at least. Yeah. And and the his reticence in not wanting to talk about it makes me more makes actually inclined now that I think about it. That something happened. So yeah. we won't ever know, but it's an interesting story. And you can see, uh, I think there's a video of him online of him being like, I'm going to spend time in this house. So anyways, there was also a paranormal investigator named Felix Rivera, who in 2010 entered the second story and found nothing. So that's another story as well. The final theory that I heard, which is the craziest theory of them all, I think, is that the house, the ghost stories of the house, were actually invented by the U.S. Embassy in the 1950s to prevent foreign powers from spying on them, since the U.S. Embassy is actually across the street from the Casa Matusita. It might explain why all the hauntings were all localized on the second floor. Can Unfortunately, you that? I think that is the most likely version. <laughs> of this. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> it's Fucking so ridiculous. US. Fucking U.S. government always making up bullshit. Just bullshit. Why don't they just let us have our ghosts? I know. Oh, and I forgot there is a movie about Casa Matusita. It's on IMDb if you want to look it up, but it does not have a good score, I don't think. What's the... Is it called Casa Matusita? I think it is. Okay. I have to look I'll it up again, it but up. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's it's an interesting... That's an interesting one, but I, I'm sorry. Maybe we can review it for the future, but it is it is based on all the crazy stories of this uh, this house. Okay. Yeah, I'm already terrified, so I'm ex- I would be excited to see that movie, and hopefully it's scary. Yes, I think it probably has a good atmosphere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and with all those murders, there's going to be some good blood. Yes, and again, there is proof that there were immigrants living in that house at some point. Like, there's different proof, and the most compelling one, I think, is still that journalist. Where did you go, man, for 13 months? <laughs> So it's creepy as hell. But anyways, that's it for the Casa Matusita. Were you scared? I was terrified. <laughs> Till you got to the truth. <laughs> I'll show you that picture, though, that priest, though. It's very unnerving. Okay. Okay. Very Don't send unnerving. it to me in the middle of the night, though, because I will cry. No, I won't. Oh, God. Okay. I'll, I'll try not to. But <laughs> now it's... <laughs> Now it's your turn. I can't wait to hear about this okay. story. You mentioned it to okay. me a little bit before, but I'm so excited to hear this. It was really, in, really interesting to research this one. So we're staying in South America. We're just moving further south. We're going to Argentina. So we're going to be hanging out in the underground. So here I wrote Q David Bowie because I'm a freaking nerd. But have you heard that <laughs> song, the David Bowie underground song? It's so good. No, I've never heard. No. I, there's maybe one David Bowie song I know. You're disappointed in me. You're Hold so on. disappointed in me. I didn't hear you for a second. Sorry. Oh, I thought you were so disappointed in me. <laughs> in David Bowie. No, my, like I tried to move did... my arm and I, I silenced you. Like oh, I muted no it. Wonder. You accidentally. <laughs> yeah. So that's how disappointed I was. I was like, I can't hear this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, fuck you. I'm not going to listen to you anymore. <laughs> How dare you? You talk shit about ghosts and then David Bowie. <laughs> Who are you? I didn't say he was bad. I just never listened to him. I've never heard of him. Or I've heard of him. I just never <laughs> listened to much of his music. How's that? Okay. All right. Well, Underground is a really good song. And that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be going to the Buenos Aires Underground. Ooh. And talking about all the hauntings in line A of that underground. So for those of you that don't know, I just moved to a city that has public transportation, which is not a thing I've really dealt with before in Texas and <laughs> everywhere else. So <laughs> wow, uh, subways really? are freaking terrifying. Oh, they are. 
yeah, they're they're freaky as is. So researching this and reading about all the ghosts in the subways, it was a lot. <laughs> I actually ride BART, and I think about that kind of stuff all the time on BART, like, mm-hmm. or at least when I used to commute into the city. Uh, BART actually goes underground underwater. So it goes underneath serious? the bay. Yeah, it goes underneath the bay of San Francisco. And so, yeah, I know. I know. Just it's terrifying. So every time I, I go under it, I think I'm like, oh, man, what if there was an earthquake right now and I got stuck here? What would I do? And would yeah. I drown? It's terrifying. Well, that's a downer. <laughs> <laughs> it's Let's a talk about episode. ghosts instead. <laughs> 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 a little a little bit about the backstory or history and history of the Buenos Aires underground. They call it subte for short, for short, for subterráneo. So underground is the subte. Mm. It was opened in 1913, and it was the 13th subway system to be built in the world. 13. Oh, that's 13. impressive. Oh, shit. Why is 13 coming up like a lot this episode? Uh, ghost. That's why. It's real. <laughs> It's ominous. (laughs) Oh my god, that is so ominous. Okay. Yeah. And it's also, it was also the first underground built in South America. It currently has six lines. Um, The first one, the Linea A, is the one where they have the most ghost sightings in the different stories. This line runs all Avenida de Mayo and part Avenida Rivadavia. Avenida Rivadavia. Yeah. So one of the cool things about it, too, is they had really those old cars, the wooden cars, until 2013, which makes it extra creepy, I think. Yeah. Some of them, not all of them, but some of them still had the old wooden wagons or trains. I wouldn't want to get on those. That's hella weird. Like the ones at Powell Street, like the ones in in San Francisco? I don't know. Like the the trolley cars? You've never... You've never seen those? Oh, are they made of wood? Yeah, they're the wooden trolley cars that go up and down the streets of, of, like, iconic areas of San Francisco. Do they look like that? Yeah, but subway. Okay. Yeah. But subway. But underground. (laughs) But But in the darkness. (laughs) Okay, got it. Okay, so, ghosts. (laughs) Let's talk about some hauntings. Uh, There's a lot of uh, ghost stories that I found. And what was interesting is most of the retellings were by employees or folks that worked in the subway line. And I guess that makes sense since they're there by themselves or at night or, you know, low traffic times. Yeah. I found an article on the website called uh, Wander Argentina that talks about the Wander or Wander? Wander. Like, Wander. Isn't it Wander? That's that's the website. No, but... But isn't that the word wander? Like you're wandering around? Yeah, but their website is wander. That's spelled... Okay, whatever. Okay, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting your story. For stupid reasons. This is not a grammar podcast, spelling podcast. (laughs) Or pronunciation podcast. Yeah, we know that for sure. Pronunciation (laughs) is not our forte in any sort of way. <laughs> anyway, this website talks about the deaths and the ghost sightings of Linea A. In one of the articles, they talk about how employees cleaning the trains after hours hear foot- footsteps and see reflections on windows, um, which is creepy. Also, uh, the employees say that they, uh, after the subway shuts down, they see a lot of silhouettes of people wearing old flash, old-fashioned clothing from like the 20s appearing to wait on the platforms. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> what if it's like what if it's like cosplayers? They're just Argentinian cosplayers who just show up on the platform. That's intense no cosplay. <laughs> that's that is intense midnight at midnight at one AM. Just yeah. dressed up for no reason. Just to bug poor like working folk. <laughs> Yeah, just to mess with them. God, yeah. what assholes, co- asshole cosplayers, man. <laughs> exactly. I'd rather believe they're ghosts than horrible people. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because even some of the employees have blamed the ghosts as a reason for quitting. Like they quit what? their maintenance jobs because of the ghost sightings. So hopefully it's ghosts and not cosplayers. Oh, my God. That's pretty messed yeah. up, though. What a What a reason to quit. 
Yeah. Exactly. How do you explain poor, that when you're applying to like HR. or something? Yes. It's like, why did you quit your last job? Well, Ghosts. you see, <laughs> this this man in a bowler hat came up to me <laughs> at 1 a.m. as I was cleaning the drain. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not that's not a good reason. Yeah. That's when they take you for uh, a retreat, a 13-month retreat, I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, again, like the Casa Matusite, uh, Matusita? Matusita. Matusita. Um, they have, there's a lot of different types of ghosts haunting the subway. The most infamous are around the Alberti station of the Linea A. Mm. One of the major ones, or one of the first deaths in this area, is that the people that were working on building it during the construction two Italian workers, Salvador Vaca and Antonio Salas, were killed. Uh, they were oh, killed God. when there was a collapse, and they were trapped inside. They were presumed dead, and the company and the government were like, well, we don't want this to be a thing, so let's just keep building and pretend nothing happened. So they never recovered the bodies. The bodies were never what? found. What? Yeah. That's so messed up. Yeah. And their deaths happen right by what is now Alberti Station, where there's a lot of ghost sightings, where people see, like, two two men usually sitting, waiting for the train. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I would be there, too. I'd be pissed. I'd be pissed I'd be if like, I was dead. like, get my body out of here. Yeah. I don't want to die at work. It's like the yeah. worst nightmare. Yeah. And stay there forever. I don't want to die at work, man. No. I don't want to die and stay at work forever. Yeah, that's no wonder they're fucking pissed. Yeah. I'd be pissed. So, um, there's also the Linea A has like a weird gap station. I had to read this like a million times because it did not make sense to me how hmm. this happened. So, this is what went, this is how it went down. So, until the 1950s, okay. there were lines going in both directions, north and south between the Alberti stop and the Pasco stop. But then the Alberti station was messed up after a terrorist attack on the Socialist Party headquarters. And then since then, because of another reason, the Pasco station also had some issues. So then the Pasco only works southbound trains and the Alberti is a northbound train stop. So they're each half stations now, which means there's gaps between them that were walled up. But when they... when the trains go between these two stations, the lights always flicker. And this is where folks said that they experience the most paranormal activity. When the lights start flickering, that's when you can see the most ghosts outside, out the windows of the trains as they oh. go by. Yeah. Whoa. It makes me want to go see it because I, I still don't understand like the architecture of it. Or what, what got walled up, you know? Yeah. It's, are there pictures online of like, there's a few pictures. I'll, I'll share those. Okay. Yeah, I think that will be helpful. My favorite ghost from Linea A is the Phantom Bride, which is always fun. Always. Um, always. There's always a bride. There's always I a bride. Know. I'm surprised there wasn't one in Casa Matusita trapped in there. We haven't heard her story yet. Maybe she's yeah, the one that terrified the journalist. Oh, he tried. she tried to marry him. Yeah. And he was like, no, yeah. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so around the Alberti station, supposedly there's a young woman is seen walking around in a wedding dress. And the, the legend is, is, of course, this young woman was left at the altar by her fiance and she was so heartbroken. She ran from the church and jumped in front of an oncoming train. What? Yeah. How close to the church? How long did she run? I have no idea. It also didn't give a year for this one. But that's very specific, like, you know, you get so sad, you're like, I'm going to jump in front of a train. Yeah, it's messed up. Yeah. And then another one, Cinestino Productions has this show called Ciudad Paralela, uh, which is mm -hmm. Parallel City, where they talk about the construction workers, the bride, and uh, one other haunting that was really creepy. So a few years after the Linea A opened up, the reports uh, by employees of strange occurrences. So one of the employees of the Science Peña station went to the bathroom and saw a man with his throat cut in a pool of blood. 
What? So, yes. So he opens the door to the bathroom on his break. I'm sure he just wants to pee, take a minute off. And there's someone there, all like bleeding and dying. He calls security to investigate. When they get there, there's nobody there. It's clean. Or as clean as a public bathroom can be. Nobody, no blood. Imagine having to go take a shit, <laughs> opening the bathroom, only to see a man in a pool of his own blood. I'd be yeah. so mad. I mean, I'd be so pissed. Because sometimes you just want a private bathroom away from your coworkers so they don't hear you pooping away. And, and here's this fucking ghost. <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> Anyways, that's all I wanted to say. <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. That's no, I mean, yeah, but it would, would move things along, though. If you open the door to a bathroom, already having to go to the bathroom, and you see that things are done. You no longer <laughs> I need guess the you don't need to go to the bathroom anymore. <laughs> you no. already went. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I would, oh, I would be so terrified. And the creepy thing is that it kept happening to different employees. So different folks saw it. Oh, shit. That's insane. Yeah. So, and then the last one is actually, this is a little bit of a cheating. Um, in the mm -hmm. same show, they talked about a haunting in line B. So this isn't line A anymore. We're moving a little bit over. But... Mm -hmm. They said that the terminal lacrosse was built over an old cemetery uh, and a lot of tombs were moved to finish it. Of course, that's a bad, like, no, that place is going to be haunted as shit. Yeah, never move graves out. Yeah. So when I was watching, I was watching the video and it was like all ominous and everything. I was getting creeped out. So employees claim that from the security area where they have all the monitors, that the screens turn off by themselves. For the cameras that are recording the, what are they called? The platforms where people wait for mm. the train. So it's those cam those cameras or those monitors associating with those cameras are the only ones that turn off. If they turn the monitors back on or if they try to see what's going on, they see these shadowy figures appear to be waiting for the train. And if they look at the screen and see them, these people look up to the camera and it's like they're looking at the folks look, at the security area, looking at the screen. They look right oh. at them oh, in a really that. menacing way. I would that, run. That is terrifying. That, yeah. I think, is the scariest shit. Yeah. I can imagine, like, basically, you turn on the things, you see the shadowy figures, and they all turn their heads quickly. And stare right at back at you. Like, yeah. right into your soul. Being like, bitch, turn that monitor back off. Oh. Oh my god that's terrifying i love it yeah i love it yeah so that's why i had to include it it's not line a it's not the main one we were talking about but that's a good one that had to be in there i like that one i like it a lot so this so this system still isn't is working yeah. right yeah the system is still being used which is why there's so many sightings still i think and so a little bit about the truth okay Really, what I'm providing is a little bit more historical context, because I think the truth is there's ghosts. <laughs> well, let's That's see. my truth. That's my truth. Let's see. Um, but I think a lot of the ghosts come from the history of violence that the subway line or uh, that area, the geography, has experienced. So first, you have the dangerous work conditions under which it was built that led to the two deaths that we know of. Right, maybe other people died there, and we just don't know about it. Then you have the turbulent social political situation. So in 1953, Juan Perón was giving a speech from the Casa Rosadas. That's like their version of the White House, and oh. a bomb exploded in the Plaza de Mayo subway station. Five or seven people were killed. That's it. That night, that uh, that night, a bomb destroyed the headquarters of the Socialist Party, which, like I said, was the Pasco Sur station, and that's. You know, where there was some damage and they ended up closing it. Oh. They boarded up or walled up the Pasco Sur stop. Supposedly, that area is now used for storage. Um, so you can kind of still go back there. 
mm-hmm. which is really scary. I don't want to go into a walled up subway stop. And I kinda, then I kind of be tempted to just to no, see it. No, that's how that's how you get killed. <laughs> or that's how a skeptic. You go crazy for thirteen months. Oh my god. <laughs> So so that's that's the Pasco suit, like that's the truth behind it. And I mean I imagine that's why it's so creepy, right? Like part of it is walled up, there's a lot of secrets there. It, that creates the atmosphere for a lot of ghost stories for people. And that was Juan Peron yeah. Was Juan Peron so his wife was Eva Peron, right? A famous mm-hmm. Yeah. But weren't they evil? They were like dictators. I don't know the politics super well. So, I don't know. I, I know they the, were dictators. There were, I know there were a lot of, like, bombings and terrorist ha- like kind of attacks during that time period. Gotcha. So, it was a lot of unrest. Oh. Um, yeah. So, then, around the same time, so in the 1950s, the Alberti Norte station, which is crosses the Pasco Sur, was also closed down. Right, so the Pasco Sur and the Alberti Norte. Supposedly, the Alberti Norte was closed because the stop was close was um, close to the vault of the Banco Nación, so it was too mm. too high risk. And this is see, this is there's truth in the creepiness and creepiness in the truth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they were going to wall up the station too, like Pasco Sur, but construction workers kept quitting on them. Like people, they would keep sending people to do it and they would quit. So it just, it just stayed open, just abandoned into the 1980s. So for some strange reason in the 1980s, they, the, like the company that, that runs the, the subway station, they put mannequins dressed in 1920s attire that looked like passengers waiting for the train as a display. And the display was unfortunately taken down in 1994 when they finally walled it up. Uh, so both stations are now walled up, correct? Yeah, so Alberti Norte is walled up and Pasco Sur is walled up. Pasco Norte still works and Alberti Sur still works. So that's why they're like half stations. But, but then why, why not? I guess they don't have enough money to just build a new station or anything or or repair that station right well that's why i was like a lot of the websites i was looking at there they it didn't make sense that was the reason like if even if it was partially destroyed by the bombing why didn't they just rebuild it and that's why people think that there were ghost sightings there there was something more you know nefarious going on i don't think that's right i think i think there's nothing else that's nefarious. I think what happened was probably the government was like, we don't have money or time. Because the government doesn't give a shit about ghosts. <laughs> you know, like the government doesn't care. We're not scared of no ghosts at the government. <laughs> they ain't scared. They ain't scared. So <laughs> they don't care. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing they're just like, we just don't want to waste the resources on this. So... Yeah. Screw all y'all. Just like the reason why they didn't take those bodies out. Yeah. They just didn't want to bother. That's possible. I'm going to stick to ghosts. Also, I... <laughs> also, the other thing, too, is I don't blame them for not having uh, the stop by the ba- uh, the vault of Banco, Banco of the Banco Nacion. Yeah. That one makes sense. They, they probably saw, they probably saw, like, one of those heist movies where they... The bad, the bad guys like dig underground or whatever yeah. around the vault, and the vault drops down into the ground. So I'm thinking they saw that and they were like, "Nope, we're gonna close off this this station, <laughs> so we don't have anyone try to steal yeah, it." You can you can take the subway right to the vault. <laughs> exactly, some sort of like weird heist movie. So they didn't want to, they didn't want that to happen. So they were like, "Nah, yeah. we're gonna <laughs> shut it down." <laughs> but anyways. That's the end of our stories, right? Our spooky stories. I really had so much fun researching Casa Matusita. It's such a weird story that I don't know what's going on anymore with it. I, I don't understand. Like, the only thing I believe is that journalist, and I think that journalist definitely saw something, but he's mm-hmm. not going to, he's going to take it to his grave what he saw. Yeah. It was definitely a lot of fun. And I, it was, it was cool to be able to scare each other too. Yeah, I really am fascinated by this the linea A. Like, I want to actually go yeah. and ride the 
bought the subway and see if there's anything, if I see anything. Have you seen anything in New York? I haven't, no. I mean, I've seen a lot of weird shit, but no ghosts. No pizza rat? The ghost of pizza rat? No pizza rat. Oh. No. That one was staged too, you know? What? Pizza rat was staged. You didn't know? Why do you ruin all my dreams? (laughs) Just shit all over them. I swear there's a podcast. There's a podcast episode. Well, that's what I'm here for. I'm not. I'm the skeptic. I'm supposed to shit on ghosts, you know? But pizza rat. (laughs) That was like a symbol of hope and survival (laughs) and tough situations. And you took it away from me. (laughs) Oh, man. You know what, pizza pizza rat shouldn't be a symbol for hope. <laughs> I mean, I guess it should be. Oh God! Considering what we live in, uh, c- the world we live that's in, true. that's true. That's true. Oh, yeah. pizza rat! If only you were real. If only you were real. It's apparently a woman who just goes around well, do- doing stunts with the with rats. That, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's actually kind of interesting. Yeah, maybe that's for another episode. We can talk to Rat Lady, but. For the next episode, our real next episode, <laughs> we're going to be talking about a different animal. We're going to be talking about lobison. Ooh. So what is a lobison? It's a werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like a werewolf. The Latin American version of it. It's a South American werewolf yeah. or? Yeah. I think it's Argentinian, actually. So we're going to be staying. So it's a it's a gaucho. Yeah. The gaucho werewolf. That's why he likes his meats. <laughs> he he knows how to make chimichurri. That's for sure. Yeah. This lo- this this war- werewolf. So better than a werewolf. <laughs> but anyways, tune in next time for our next episode in November, probably near the end of November, near my birthday. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Where I will be turning very old. Uh, 53. I'm kidding. Shut your face. <laughs> I'm kidding. Shut your face. 53. 75. Three young 25. <laughs> uh, like my like my friend says, it's always his like seventh annual 21st birthday. <laughs> so every year. I really like that. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's like my 10th annual 21st birthday. No, would, would be my 11th, 13th or so annual 21st birthday, I believe. So tune in for that. But also, thank you so much for listening to us today. We have some more stuff in the future. We are very, 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 uh, we have all these projects that we're hoping to roll out within the next few months. But definitely stay tuned. And if you please help us out by uh, supporting us by just leaving a review, we will read your name on the podcast as a shout out. And thank you for listening. So see y'all in November. Bye.